Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. And then some, because we never can keep it at three. With me, as always, got Adam. How's it going, Adam? Hey, I'm doing pretty well. I'm feeling uh, a little more lively and awake this morning. I'm sure as others are too, thanks to our extra hour of sleep we all got. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to try to work to a Pretty Woman reference, and your intro is just so wholesome, I can't work it in. It's just, it's impossible. <laughs> Big mistake. Big mistake. <laughs> Uh, also with us, as always, is Katie. How's it going, Katie? I'm just going. Just, it's just existing? Oh my god, I did not catch an extra owl. In fact, I did not catch any owl. <laughs> I'm guessing it was not because you were partying too hard. No. Uh, also with us, as always, is Spark. How's it going, Spark? I'm good. Excited about that extra hour. Excited to talk about the Eternals. Let's do it. Oh yeah, the Eternals. Hell yeah. Yeah. Let's. Uh, there's a lot to talk about with the Eternals. <laughs> Marvel's lowest rated uh, movie. So, uh, and then also round out the cast is the amazing Lee. How's it going, Lee? Uh, you know, it's going good. It was it was a good week. Uh, I met some random guy. He decided to spice up my life, but then I stole his money. So uh, now I'm here. Mm. <laughs> it was the line like, "Hey, Grandpa, it's fifty bucks for seventy-five. The wife can watch." Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about Pretty Woman later in our movie club this week. Um, but yeah, uh, let's jump before we jump into the news that matters. Uh. Three Green, well, Patreon.com uh, forward slash Three Green Nerds. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, you also got the other podcasts on the Three Green Nerds Network, including Three Green Gamers, Tremble, the Horror Movie Podcast, Friday Night Dinner Podcast, Nerds and Love, Spoiler Cast, and First Friday. Let's get on with the news. Lots of. Uh, lots of Marvel stuff coming out. It seems like any time a Marvel movie comes out, they just decide to, like, dump bunch of news out and that's the case with this um we got some rumor plot points for black panther wakanda forever uh, basically more or less uh, this came out for, through reddit so i mean 
The thing with Reddit to keep in mind is like literally anybody can make an account and be like, my uncle works at Marvel and he's found out these hot juicy tidbits. But you also do get some genuine uh, things that are actually correct. So I'd say take this with like a grain of salt. Um, but uh, apparently at like one point throughout Black Panther Wakanda Forever, Okoye will become Black Panther, but then she's not going to be the permanent Black Panther. That'll be um shuri uh and then yeah they did say that uh namor is the main villain of the movie uh apparently uh what happened in the end of eternals will spur namor to kind of like come out from the ocean and wage war against the land inhabitants. this all sounds relatively reasonable i'm listening i'm reading this and i'm like yeah it seems this seems safe i even if this person's not right, I feel like they're probably pretty close to what actually will happen. But what do y'all think? It's interesting that that's what spurs him, I guess, to finally come out of the ocean. Like, I yeah. wonder if the with the Thanos snap, if would would, would that have included like Atlanteans, if, if like half of them would have just disappeared, or we said half of all living life. So yeah, you assume yeah. some Atlanteans <laughs> would get kick the bucket as well. But, uh, yeah, I'd also imagine a giant robot coming out of the ground. Spoilers for the end of Eternals. Uh, will. Yeah, that will. would do it, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, okay, guys, what's going on up there? <laughs> <laughs> You're having giant robots come out of the ground? We need some explanations. Uh, speaking of Black Panther, we'll cut it forever. Don't expect it anytime soon because production is shut down until 2022 due to Latia Wright's injury. Apparently she injured her back making the movie and it's just gotten progressively worse. So they've had to shut down production. So this is why you use stunt people. Um, yeah. That's, uh, Did they say uh, what in, what her injury was? They just said it was like a back injury. So mm. I don't know exactly what. Uh, but um, yeah, I mean... Also, too, like, part of me is thinking, too, like, I wonder if really this is just also the case that, like, we're heading into holidays. They're going to take a break for the holidays anyway, so maybe that's kind of a part of it, too. Like, maybe they would have come back sooner if it wasn't around the holidays. But, yeah. I can't mm -hmm. imagine Marvel that puts, like, so much money into these movies is going to let their, well, presumably main star just sit there with a the back injury. They're going to be like, let's fly in, like, some healing doctor from like some weird country we've never heard of to like heal her or something. So I imagine she'll be back on her feet soon enough. Uh, also uh, rumored is that Spider-Man No Way Home will set the stage for Spidey to don a certain black costume in the MCU. Uh, this is referring to the symbiote costume. Uh, this is also a rumor. This is one I probably... If I had to place on the is it true or is it bullshit column, I'd probably put it closer to the bullshit column. Uh, I think people really just want the symbiote suit Spider-Man, but I feel like we're probably, I don't know, feels like a little bit more ways off for that. But what does mm -hmm. everyone else think? Yeah, it, it feels like if they were, it'd be maybe too much in, in this coming movie if they were going to try to also set up the whole symbiote suit thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they got like a lot of characters to pull in here. Um, but I I thought like because didn't at the end of Venom two like 
<clears throat> I guess uh, when he kind of Venom like sees Tom Holland like on TV, is he kind of like, oh, I hate that guy? Yeah, yeah. He like licks so, the screen. <laughs> yeah, it kind of implies maybe like I guess maybe he's like already worn it or like they have some kind of history there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll see if this is true or not. I mean, I guess it like it makes sense that they've already set up that Benham's now in the MCU. <laughs> so I mean, I guess it could happen eventually, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't like place bets on it happening anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. I'm just hoping now it's because uh, it's Tobey Maguire Spider Man just shows up and he's like, I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> I want Tom Holland to wear the black suit and then like he's like I don't know what to do with all this power and then Toby McGuire's like let me show you that they just both start dancing on the street <laughs> I'll show you the ways of how to ruin your own movie uh... we're actually uh, going to talk about Spider-Man 3 a little bit later oh we are oh Oh, and by we I mean I am. Okay, <laughs> I'm excited for this this connection. <laughs> dun dun dun! Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned for the next episode, or no, this episode. But you know what I mean. Uh, Gail Garcia Bernal to star in Marvel's Werewolf focused Disney Plus Halloween special. Uh, that's a lot of words in there, and a lot of words that it I'm does. like what uh but yeah apparently marvel's doing a werewolf focused halloween special so good on them mm-hmm. uh, yeah i want I, i'm kind of like how do you make this work with like avengers how do you have it where like they're fighting like kang or something and everyone's like teaming up like they did in endgame and then you just have some random werewolf coming out of a portal like uh uh-huh, who brought this guy like oh he was he was in a random Disney Plus special but we're bringing him in. Sorry. Uh, okay, you said something, but I could barely hear you. I can, I can still kind of hear you. Uh, Adam, what do you think of this? So, so I guess so. I guess werewolves exist in the MCU or are going to. Yeah. So that's interesting. <laughs> Um, yeah, we got, well, we got vampires with Morbius, so I guess why not werewolves? Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I guess, you know what? We can just have anything we want in the MCU at this point. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We can have robots, we can have aliens, we can have werewolves. Anything's possible. Uh, this is probably the wildest rumor of the week. Jim Carrey to apparently play Modoc in the MCU. This seems weird. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, dude, get that dude from Hulu. He's already he's already here. Patton Oswalt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, but well, hmm, I don't want to spoil any. I thought that was Patton Oswalt's voice um, yeah. at the end of something, but I don't want to talk about that yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's Patton Oswalt. You could probably throw him in, in a few places, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just imagining Modoc like coming out of the shadows and just being like, "All righty then." And everyone's like, "What?" 
<laughs> what? What is going on with this movie? But apparently, uh, he will be showing up in Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, and then show up in a few other projects after that. So, I, don't know. I uh, yeah. I also put this more in the bullshit column of things that are probably not true, but I'm like, mm, would be kind of wild. And like, I mean, they cast Harry Styles in the MCU, so really anything's possible at this point. Anything is possible, baby. <laughs> Who is Harry Styles playing? I can't tell you. Maybe I'll tell you later, but yeah. Oh, no. We're all just going in one direction, boys. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> But um, <laughs> that that, uh, that physically hurt. Uh, well, things that didn't hurt were the book of Boba Fett trailer. We got our first look at that. Lee, were you like hotly anticipating this trailer? Did it deliver everything that you wanted and more? Surprisingly, yes. Um, I honestly like when book of Boba Fett was announced. I was one of those people that's like, eh. Like I don't know, I mean, Bubba Fett's never been like my favorite character, uh, but this trailer looks good. I'm I'm excited to see see where they're going, see see what's gonna happen. Yeah. So so yeah, I mean I don't really I watched it earlier in the week, so I don't really remember everything that happened with it. But um, but yeah, it looks looks interesting. I I'm hoping that this is a one off series. I'm hoping they don't do like eight seasons of it or something. Yeah, I can't imagine you can do like a ton of seasons of the same concept of like. Boba Fett taking over the underworld or whatever it is he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I also just find it funny that, like, in the original trilogy, you never got Boba Fett with his mask off. And then between um, Mandalorian and this, he's just taking his mask off all the time. I'm like, the fuck, man? Keep your mask on. Yeah. He's got to show his, his mug. I guess. I, was like, I just saw it in the trailer a few times. I'm like, what? But, Yeah. It basically looks like he's kind of like taking over the underworld since Jabba's died. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cool. What, like, I'm just curious, like, why does he want to do that? Like, I was kind of hoping the trailer explained, like, what his grand motivation is for taking over the underworld. Like, mm-hmm. does he want power? Does he want money? Like, I feel like that didn't really answer why. So, I am curious, but I'm also like, yeah, he's got the slave one. Why doesn't he just fly around and kill people? Like, why yeah. does he want to be a warlord or something? But I'm sure the show will answer that question and many more. Yeah. I'd like to say that's making him not quite <clears throat> really like a bounty hunter anymore. If he's kind of a, just settling down to become a warlord. So, yeah. mm-hmm. but it'll be, uh, I think the kind of politics of that's kind of interesting the other aliens and such and i it'll be cool to see i have a bold prediction bold prediction here i think the other people who are going to not take too kindly to him doing this and they're going to hire some bounty hunters that we've seen like in the shows before to like take boba fett out mm-hmm. so get like boss i can see that maybe ig88 <laughs> just bring them all in yeah well, something, I don't know, maybe less exciting than Bo- Book of Boba Fett, I don't know. Hocus Pocus 2, coming fall 2022. So, for all you Hocus Pocus fans, and I don't know who out there exists in the Hocus Pocus fandom, 
get excited. Fall 2022. Mark your calendars. Tell your partner you're going to be unavailable. I don't know. Order some food. Enjoy Hocus Pocus too. Lee, I think you've said you've seen the original Hocus Pocus, right? Yeah, of course. So, are you excited for the sequel? Uh, no, not in the slightest. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's this is one of those movies that I feel like if they keep it on Disney Plus, don't advertise it. Just have it for the kids. Cool. But I have a bad feeling there's going to be a lot of like, I'd say people like our age, like uh, grew up in the '90s, um, that have fond memories of this movie that are going to mm. see it and be very disappointed. Yeah. I think what's going to happen is you're going to get like that crowd of people who don't know anything about it and just read up on it on Wikipedia and are like, I'm going to watch this mm-hmm. movie. And then they're going to be like, what? Yeah. Why did I, why did I watch this? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. Yeah. I'm not really that excited. I don't know too much about any of this. And uh, yeah. Can't say I'm overly excited. Is anyone here actually excited for Hocus Pocus 2? I'm mildly interested. I wouldn't say excited. Like morbid curiosity? Yeah, I mean, comedies, I've said this a hundred times and I'll say it a hundred more. Comedies that are released decades later are almost never good. Yeah, that's true. Mm Mm-hmm. Look at Dumber, Dumber, Dumb and Dumber. Or... <laughs> yeah. Look at Zoolander or Anchorman or yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Like, it just, you you lose it. Yeah. 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 Well, I think, like, a lot of times when these shows or movies come back, it's like, let's bank on the jokes and everything that people know, not realizing that, like, people want new stuff, not necessarily just the recycled jokes from something they saw, like, 30 years ago or whatever. So... Uh, Gal Gadot, she was your Wonder Woman, now she's your evil queen in the new live-action Snow White movie for Disney, so. Mm-hmm. I saw some people online were like, I can't see her playing an evil queen. I'm like, I don't know, maybe she's got some fucking dark shit in her past, I don't know. I, I can, I, I'm I'm here for it, sure, why not? Yeah. I can, I can picture it, like, I can definitely picture her in the role, but I just don't know if we really need another live-action Snow White movie. Do we have one? Not already? I think we've had a few. Oh. Well, there did there. Yeah, there was those ones like the Snow White and the Huntsman. I think they did a few of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Here's then I feel like there was another one too. Uh, yeah. I just uh, I don't know. I feel like there's other properties Disney could adapt into live-action that would be more interesting. Mm-hmm. There's also what? the 1987 well. <laughs> Snow White movie, which has a disappointing 2.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd. I will say, though, Angelina Jolie did a pretty good job as Maleficent. And before that, I hadn't seen her in a, in a role like that. Like, I, it was hard to imagine. And she did well. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not saying that Gal Gadot is the actress that Angelina Jolie is. She is not. But we shall see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, also, too, like, if you're doing Snow White, like, I feel like for Disney, that's, like, a tough thing to adapt because, like, Snow White and the Seven Doors is, like, one of their most iconic movies, right? So I wonder if it'll be, like, tonally and visually different from that or if it's going to be, like, very visually much the same as, like, the original animated movie. 
mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of feel like they'll probably like literally do it beat for beat so they could be like look how the dwarves look now like 50 60 years later or whatever right so Mulan is actually my least favorite Disney princess oh really Mm. yeah I do not like the character or the story she just sleeps like she sleeps the whole time she doesn't do anything it's just the male gaze is very strong and but like that goes for the classic Disney princesses, but like her in particular, like I it never rubbed me the right way. I don't know what about her. I just can't accept well, that she is a princess. I'm most just like I don't know. Who do you cast as Snow White now? If you have I, I think they casted her actually. Oh no. Um, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Let me check. So, pretty sure I saw it on Twitter. If they went that big with Gao, it's probably someone uh, notably smaller for Snow White. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be uh, Rachel Zelger from West Side Story. Oh, I love her. Oh, yeah. She's, oh, she's also in Shazam Fury of the Gods as well. So, okay. She's very good. Yeah. That's, I can get behind that. I don't know who that is. I'm going to look her up now. She's a name that you're probably going to know in like the next year or two. Because she's got a lot of stuff coming out. Like, um, yeah, Snow White, The Seven Doors, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. So, oh, yeah, West Side Stories too, which comes out later this year. So, Oh, she's only 20. Yeesh. Yeah. <laughs> so, baby. <laughs> perfect for snow white i guess i don't know i like i know like some of those other snow white adaptations they had like snow white as like some kind of like warrior or whatever and i'm like oh okay i'm i'm so curious how they're gonna do the dwarves now like i wonder if they're gonna be like cgi or if they're gonna find like like midget actors or like it's just gonna (laughs) be like multiple copies of peter dinklage I was just going to say, I could guarantee you Peter Dinklage is going to be one of them, if not all. <laughs> just copy Peter Dinklage. One will have a beard, one will have a mustache, one will have glasses. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was trying to remember the actor's name from uh, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that came out in 05. Oh yeah, they, they copied him to do all the Oompa Loompas in that one. Mm-hmm. I thought he yeah. passed. Is he alive? Um... <laughs> just got so dark that is a good question <laughs> love it I don't, I don't remember his name no no uh don't worry i'll, I'll find it for us deep roy <laughs> and uh he's 72 years old he's still alive there you go what Found that him. is old <laughs> yeah especially okay i stand corrected cast him we got him <laughs> Yeah, I just imagine like, she... the, tra- the trailer for this movie is going to be like, you remember the classic movie, and it's going to show like scenes from the original, and then it's going to be like, but now we've got a new classic for you, and that's going to show the same scenes, and I'm going to be like, eh, that's not the same, but okay. No, I was going to say, they're going to do photorealistic, and they'll get Beyonce to be singing. <laughs> anyway, bad joke for Lion King. Never mind. Uh, you know what? Uh, Hasbullah would make a good grumpy. 
You know what? They're gonna get Machine Gun Kelly to like do a new song for this movie or something. Oh <laughs> <laughs> or like I don't know, maybe like Adele or something like that. I don't know. I love how like we have like a lot of cynicism associated with Disney that we just can already tell how badly this is gonna go. <laughs> Meanwhile, Disney's listening to this and they're like, Machine Gun Kelly doing title track. Great idea. Yes, Kurt. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> Calls agent now. <laughs> writing this down. Can you do a, a duet with um, what's her name from Transformers? If they're dating now or something. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we got our second Morbius trailer. Uh, it's more Mor- Morbius. Uh, I'll say this: I wasn't excited for the movie after the first trailer. After the second trailer, I'm like a little more excited for the movie and i don't know if it's necessarily justified yet but mm-hmm. i don't know well this I'm is like, like the real trailer yeah yeah well because like the first one was more of like a teaser trailer but like the funny thing mm-hmm. is that came out like 2019 and then we've been sitting on that same trailer for mm-hmm. ages now so they finally have a new trailer and yeah yeah i think this one sold the movie better and kind of like with the mm-hmm. setup of what the movie's about yeah. But actually getting to see more of, like, what Morbius is going to look like, like, in his kind of vampire form was, like, that was cool to see, too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I still predict this movie's going to be hot garbage. It is also coming out in the greatest month for movie releases, which is January. So, I mean, that's probably a telltale <laughs> sign already, but... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I'm like, uh, this might be one of the best movies in January could possibly be i i also love sony's boldness of just being like this is from the studio that brought you spider-man no way home and spider-man far from home and like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah the exact same studio it's like when blumhouse would be like this is from the same studio that made get out and then it's like some garbage like i don't know it's like they didn't technically lie no but then you're like i don't know if this is the same thing you guys are just trying to connect some dots here anyways yeah oh go ahead no i'm with i didn't the first trailer did not look good the second trailer i'm quite interested um uh, we'll see i i it's teetering on i don't know like it 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 could be uh, morbius being introduced piques my interest for maybe a sly reference to to Blade's existence in this world. I don't know what Sony's allowed to do with that, but uh, that would, uh, if that, even even if the slightest whisper of that connection was made going forward, I, I would be mu- I would be much more excited about this movie because that would be fun to watch. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. I feel like that tie-in makes more sense than the Spider-Man tie-in. Way more because they're yeah. directly related. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what's going on in this movie because, like, I saw a picture of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man on a poster and it said "murderer," and I'm like, "Wait, what? When did he murder somebody?" I'm so confused. Like, well, they also got the like the Oscorp uh, logos on like some of the buildings in the background. Yeah, people are trying been trying to figure out like what universe does this exist in, and. I said this on Twitter, but I'm like, I feel like Sony doesn't even know. They're just like, let's throw shit in. Let's fucking just whatever. Send it. 
Throw in a Rhino <laughs> reference, why don't you? Is it Paul Giamatti? Oh, we don't know. Just fucking throw it in. <laughs> they don't care. Like, I bet you if you talk to a Sony exec, you're like, listen, okay, this Rhino reference in the newspaper, what is it alluding to? They would look at you and be like, what's a Rhino? What? Did we put that in there? Sure. They don't fucking know. They just fucking do whatever they want. And I'll, we love them for it. So the thing I like about the Sony Marvel movies, like you could tell somebody got really drunk and just came up with a marketing strategy for these movies, and I'm kind of here for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, Oppenheimer, the next Christopher Nolan movie. Robert Downey Jr. and Matt Damon are set to join the cast. So am. Yeah. I can't wait to see Robert Downey Jr. in a Nolan movie, personally. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine right now Disney's like, the fuck? He doesn't come back to do another (laughs) Iron Man? He's going to work with Nolan? Fucker. After they made him do that horrible, like, was it like Dr. Doolittle or something? Yeah. Like, like I forgot about that movie. (laughs) Why'd you make him a break? That movie was garbage. It felt like some real contractual obligations kind of film. Like, was it? I feel it was, like it wasn't Disney that put out that movie. I hope not. I think it was. Yeah. Oh, now I'm kind of curious. For sure. Uh, no Universal Pictures, which funny enough is behind Oppenheimer. Uh, so you think he would have learned his lesson? But I guess not. Was it? Oh wow! I could have sworn that was Disney. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I remember of that movie is uh, Robert Downey Jr. got a big fart from a dragon in his face. And I'm like, what? What is this movie? All right. Well, I think they're basically adding as many actresses as they can to like boost up their awards potential for this movie because I think they just figure this will be their big oscar push movie this will be their 1917 of that year so i'm like yeah it's fine great actors i mean the chances of the movie being bad are pretty slim but we'll see i don't know maybe like oppenheimer will be like oh yeah i was working on the atomic bomb but secretly i've been working on this mech that's got big like (laughs) nuclear bomb launchers for arms or something and then they'll just fuck it up but i'm like yeah seems seems fine uh. <laughs> now you if, uh, now say that I'm like, cast like or, or what if they cast like an Albert Einstein too because apparently uh, like Oppenheimer worked with Einstein what if Robert Downey Jr. Like, is playing Einstein I mean oh, who knows <laughs> no they get the ben wacky Aff- hairdo mustache you get, you get Matt Damon in this movie cast Ben Affleck as Einstein <laughs> And he keeps the Limp biscuit no. thing from when he was in The Last Duel. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. I should, I should stop talking. I'm giving the studio way too many ideas this week. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, there's more talk of a Donkey Kong movie. This time by Illumination. There was a rumor of a Donkey Kong solo movie. And then kind of like re-emerged this week. So we've now got two separate rumors saying that Donkey Kong movie is happening. I think it's safe to say that we'll probably get a Donkey Kong movie. But 
how many cranky Kongs will be in the movie? That's the, the real question we all need to have answered. Um, yeah, Adam, you posted this in our Slack. What do? You, are you excited for Donkey Kong? Do you want to see him do the Donkey Kong jam? Hell yeah! Give me the entire Nintendo cinematic universe. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not I'm not that excited really. I uh, <laughs> I really think this is unnecessary. But uh, I don't know, you know, it's big IP, big franchise potential. I guess I guess it makes sense. They'd want to do this, so. I wonder if they. I'd thought... rather Nintendo just stick to games, but. Hey. <laughs> I just want like a certain point because it's played by Seth Rogen. He's like sitting in a tree and he's like smoking some kind of like thing from a tree leaf or something. And it kind of looks like a joint, but it's not a joint. And you'd be like, hey. <laughs> Lee, are you excited for a Donkey Kong movie? Uh, no, I'm not excited for Seth Rogen Donkey Kong. I'm just sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Seth Rogen's going to do like like ape sounds? Probably. Like, like monkey noises? <laughs> do you know, the real question is, is how much money do you all want to bet that Jay Baruchel will play Diddy Kong? Ooh, that's <laughs> like that that's makes it. that makes too much sense, right? Yeah, I could I could see it. Yeah, and then I don't know, maybe get James Franco to voice King Carol because everyone kind of hates him nowadays anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, Spark, what do you think about a Donkey Kong movie? Yeah, um, some uh, some I don't care, but like I. <laughs> When they made Detective Pikachu, there was, like, a lot of jokes, and then they made Sonic about, like, oh, let's have a, a whole thing. Um, I feel like Donkey Kong, I don't know. I, I guess I envision him being treated more like Hulk mm-hmm. recently, where he's just a part of other people's stories. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like, as long as it's not like that, uh, that Adam Sandler movie with the... Wah, 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 wah. Who's that? Pac-Man. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that also the movie where Josh Gad had sex with Pac-Man? Or Cuba? I don't know. Pixels. That's what it was called. Pixels. As long as it's not like that, I'm fine. Uh, you can make me look up who he had sex with. Yeah. yeah. He had sex with... Like, Josh Gad had sex with some sort of video game character in that movie. And I can't remember who, but I just remember being like... Like actually, he's like genuinely scarred for life watching that. Like, <laughs> I want to say it was Cubert. That's what yeah. I want to say. I mean, Cubert anatomically makes the most sense, I guess. <laughs> now I'm really glad I'd never watched that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's Cubert. Yeah. Okay. I guess Pac-Man makes less sense. But um, yeah, that's that happened in that movie. I don't know why we're talking about pixels. We should have just let that be dead and buried for a long time, though. Anyways. Um, speaking of animated character voices, Chris Pratt is your new Garfield. So, move aside, Bill Murray. We got a new Garfield in town. Finally. will destroy his career. <laughs> it's like, his agent's like, listen, it didn't work for Bill. It's not going to work for you. He's like, don't tell me what to do. Be Garfield, whether I like want to or not. Chris Pratt, he's also uh, Mario, I guess, in the 
in the Nintendo movie too. Yeah, he also with was Donkey like, Kong. So he's yeah. the main character in the Lego movies too. So lest we forget, because those movies have been out for a hot minute. But yeah, he's got lots of animated characters lined up. I, just, I don't know. I'm like, does anyone fucking know what Garfield is anymore? Like, is like. A teenager gonna like go look at like the movie posters and be like, "Yeah, I want to go watch a Garfield movie." I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, he hates Mondays. He's very relatable. <laughs> he likes yeah, lasagna. I don't, know if the... <laughs> I don't know if the comic's still in print or not. Probably not. <laughs> they probably I mean, don't... it has. Le... Oh, go ahead. go ahead. I was just gonna say he he probably is well known just because of the um, uh, I'm sorry, John, uh, type <laughs> comics. He's probably mm. most well known for Garfield Kart Racing. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't sure if you if you've actually seen the the I'm sorry, John stuff. No, I haven't. Oh, is it a meme? It, it, it sort of. Yeah, it's like a uh, people have they draw Garfield comics, but they're uh, Garfield is a uh, a Lovecraftian monster. Oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. Oh my god, this is amazing. Wow, that is nightmare fuel. <laughs> creepy garfield you're welcome <laughs> china required lasagna this okay. is horrifying <laughs> you know that at a certain point in the movie they're gonna have to do this because <clears throat> in 2021 the year of our savior we did get a chungus reference in space jam 2 so i feel like this is, anything is possible <sighs> yeah <sighs> If we can get a Chungus reference in Space Jump 2, I feel like we can get a creepy Garfield in the new Garfield movie. Okay. Well, Sophia Batella has been cast in the lead in Rebel Moon, which is... <clears throat> Adam, unless I'm mistaken, this is like Zack Snyder's Star Wars, right? Yes. No, and quite literally it is, because I believe it, it actually was a, uh, a pitch for a Star Wars movie that Zack Snyder gave at Disney originally. Uh, and they passed on it, so I think he pretty much gave the same pitch to Netflix, and they're like, "Hell yeah, let's make that movie." Um, but it's not going to be like connected to Star Wars. It's just going to be, I guess, a kind of Star Wars styled original science fiction film. Like, yeah. Like... So she'll be the kind of new Jedi, I guess, if you will. Like, <laughs> like Dune. I just wanted to. Be yeah. Like. In the script, he's just like lightsaber, and they cross it out. They just write laser sword. It's, it's probably yeah. They're probably gonna call it like laser swords or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, light beams. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But it'll be it'll definitely be rated R. Um, yeah. So that'll be cool. I've always kind of wanted like a rated R Star Wars movie. It'd be cool I, to see where, where they go with this. I somehow want them to bring in Dieter from. <laughs> that from army of thieves or army oh, God. like just really like just tie it all in together you know what it, it, it might actually oh my gosh i was joking i didn't think that was actually because i'm because <laughs> there's the, there's some there's something with like zombie babies might be something like from aliens and i'm hearing there might be portals in like planet of the dead so i don't really know what's going on I feel, like, I feel like somebody at Netflix like should have stopped Zack Snyder a long time ago, and they haven't. Now he's just running rampant. He's just doing whatever the hell he wants. Good for him, though. Yeah. 
And then final bit of news, Daniel Day Kim will play Fire Lord Ozai in the Netflix Airbender series. I know nothing about this Airbender stuff, so I'm not going to pretend oh to like gosh. know if this is good casting or not, but Lee, I know you know something about Airbender. Is this good casting? Are you? Do you support this? Uh, I'm looking up Daniel Day Kim because I don't remember what he looks like off the top of my head. Oh. If I, I believe he like voiced one of the characters in the animated Airbender series. Oh, did he? But I think he's I think he's playing a different character than the one he voiced now. Okay. Well, I'm looking at what Fire Lord Ozai looks like, and I'm looking at Daniel Day Kim, and they look surprisingly very similar. So, looks. Wise. Yeah, I was gonna say they they look yeah pretty similar. Just give him a, a you know, some facial hair. I don't even know what that facial hair is. It's like a beard meets mm-hmm. skull patch. But yeah. Yeah, I think that would be good. I, right. I think that's a good choice. Okay. You, you really should check that out, by the way. Uh, the Last Airbender. Yeah. I have a problem where my girlfriend will only want to watch... She only watches anime in the afternoon, which I told her is very weird. I'm like, I don't know how anyone does that. Like, we'll tell her it's not actually anime. And then oh, there we that's... go. Like, it's done by an American studio. I'm kidding so you not. Anime. We were watching Cowboy Bebop and it got to like 5 p.m. and she's like, we have to stop. I'm like, what the hell? This is so weird. <laughs> that is kind of odd. Yeah. Can't explain these things. All right. Let's uh, take a quick break. Hold on. Hold on. Hang on. Oh. Speaking of casting, can we please talk about the casting for the Wicked movie adaptation? I'm so excited about it. Last minute news. Alright. Last minute news. Ariana Grande Castle's leads in Wicked movie adaptation. So Does, can Ariana Grande act? That's the real question. So what was what was Ariana Grande cast as? Um Glinda. Oh, the Good Witch? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Who's uh, who's playing Adina? <laughs> that is a good question. Maybe they haven't cast her yet. Yeah, do you know, oh, Katie? Yeah. Did they uh, cast for um, uh, was it Elzaba or whatever her name is? Elzaba. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Cynthia. Cynthia Rivo. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. Cynthia Arriva. Cynthia. Oh, Arrivo. Was she. Was she Harriet? Is that who that is? Who is yeah, this? she was in Harriet. She was in Bad Times at the El Royale as well. Ooh, good movie. Yeah. That's one we should do for Movie Club one of these days. That's a solid movie. Okay. I don't know her singing chops, but if they're giving her that role, she must be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and Ariana can blast. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I, I'm curious what she sounds like when she's not singing, though, because, like, I know traditionally that role is more, like, high pitch, like, very girly type, uh, like, voice. And I, I don't know if that's right. how she sounds in real life or not, like, when she's not sure. singing. But either way, that's interesting. Interesting casting. Okay. Yeah. Huh? We'll find out when Wicked comes to theaters. When is it coming out? Near you. Uh, it said 2018, but I'm pretty sure that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
think I would have seen it at oh. this point. Oh, okay. gosh. <laughs> we'll say at some point this movie's coming out. All right. Be on the lookout. Be on the yeah. lookout for Wicked. Yeah. Okay. What? Well, let's take a quick break, come back and talk about Eternals and some other reviews this week. Back in a bit. Hey, everybody, it's Curtis from the podcast, letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for your time. And we're back. As a friendly reminder, uh, we've got our uh, monthly movie commentaries. The last one we did was for Friday the 13th, the final Friday, Jason Goes to Hell. A uh, terrible movie, but a very interesting commentary. I like to, during that one, Lee kept like think, like saying things out loud, and they literally happened as he mentioned them. It was great. It's like Lee wrote the movie. <laughs> I mean, it was just a series of tropes. It really was, yeah. And it also got extremely weird, like with a man being strapped to a chair and shaved by someone possessed by Jason. Yeah, it's just a weird movie. Um, yeah, and the next one, Star Trek Four. So we'll talk about the whales. But let's talk about Eternals. Uh, myself, Adam, and Spark have all seen it. Um, yeah. And uh, according to the internet, if you're a white male film critic, your opinion on this movie is invalid. So, but <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, I was frustrated by some of like I knew what people were going to say when you had bad things to say about the movie because of certain scenes which weren't relevant to the movie. Uh, yeah, like okay, I'll just get it out here in, in the open, but like the LGBTQ stuff really is inconsequential to this movie. And I'm not saying that to be mean, but it literally is like two scenes or something like that. Like, it's nothing much. And if you're offended by it, well, like, how? It, like, literally comes and goes. There's nothing ma ma major to it at all. Uh, and and two we... scenes, mind you, which they're guaranteed to cut out of the China release. So... They, I, de I definitely think they, like, geared it towards that. Like, they put it in there knowing that, like, if they cut it out, it's inconsequential to the rest of the movie. Wait, I mean, so here's were people upset that they were there or upset because they were so short? I think people were upset that, like, well, okay, the main thing right now is, like, Variety came out with this video where they were blaming the uh, low Rotten Tomato scores on the fact that in this movie there's lgbtq scenes as a female director so people are saying the reason the movie's getting low review scores is because it's got these two things and i'm like as eh, like a white male film critic i can tell you i've got more criticisms of this movie be that have nothing to do with those parts at all like mm. it's just very it's kind of like the brie larson thing all over again basically but you know um, yeah, I was a little surprised at some of the headlines that were coming out for uh, about this movie. It was like, really, this is what you're focusing on, or yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, a little bizarre. Yeah, you're, you're focusing on on the LGBTQ scenes, but not the like god awful CGI that seems like it was pulled from 2002. Like, uh huh, sure. 
But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe the movie is just not that great. Like maybe it's not the fact that you know people are just upset that there's a gay couple or <laughs> like. Well, yeah, I saw Dan Merle, who I think he used to he used to be on a part of like a major YouTube channel. Now he does his own thing. Mm-hmm. He had like a big Twitter rant about like I don't like the fact that people like totally dismiss my criticisms and basically are associating with something else that like i don't even mention at all like it's not even true like so i'm like yeah totally accurate anyways a little bit of a rant before we review but i think it's good to address it because i think some people will be like i don't i'm not gonna listen to your review because you don't like lgbtq and i'm like uh like a i support and i'm an ally of the lgbtq community and b I got criticisms that have nothing to do with that. So, just wanted to throw that out there. But yeah. Uh, Eternals. I think it's not out of line. I think everyone will agree with this. It is a massive slog of a movie. And it doesn't need to be that massive. It was, what, 2 hours and 37 minutes? Yeah. It didn't need to be that long. It did not need to be that. It could have been an hour and 45. I think that would have been a respectable length for it, for what they were trying to tell story-wise. It didn't need to be, like, nearing three hours long. Um, Yeah. That was my big issue with it. Like, everything just felt like they dragged it out just a little too long. And it was just scenes here and there where you're like, why is this still going on? Why are you still lingering on these shots? Why are you still, like, doing this? And I guess they were trying to be like, look at this gorgeous cinematography. But I'm like, hey, you can do that in an hour and 45. You don't need to, like, show off cinematography over the course of two hours and 37 minutes. But, yeah. Spark, what did you think of Eternals? Uh, yeah, this, uh, it was too long. Um, and I and I, I, I knew that before I even saw the movie. It was like, this, mm, shut up. Uh, not for this movie, um, but yeah, it. Um, I think it suffered from the Spider-Man three dun 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 uh, idea of trying to put too many villains and storylines into a film that didn't need it. Um, I really think, without again, I want to get into spoilers, but they should have instead of choose either Superman versus the Justice League re rebrand, which is fine. I'll take that, or the Deviants. Yeah. Or the main guy at the at the end, right? Like make that a bit more of a pressing thing where like mm-hmm. there's like it's it's hard to believe that there's this like um like this being of such great power and and knowing that yeah. wouldn't be aware that his plan is being interfered with and I will buy that because of his connection to them. He doesn't want to kill them, but he would certainly get in their way. Mm-hmm. And that's a movie that we'd all watch. So choose one because having all three means not really caring about any of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think too, like definitely I agree that like, there's a lot of issues in terms of like the villains. I think too, like, also, the movie really puts emphasis on the villain being um, Druig. Uh, what's his name? Barry Keegan's character. And that goes on far too long. And spoilers, I mean, mild spoilers, but he's not the full-on villain of the movie. I won't say who the villain is, but like he's not the full-on villain of this movie. And I was like, thinking this. I'm like, I'm, I think on rewatches, that won't hold up at all. Because like you're seeing something that you know 
ultimately doesn't like pay off to anything for him actually being a villain. And I was just like, hmm. it's kind of interesting that like they seem to paint it like, oh yeah, you know, he could be the villain, blah blah blah, and then it's like, uh, not quite. Like, so I don't know. Adam, what did you think of Eternals? Yeah, no, I I agree with the. It could have been shorter, and yeah, they should have picked one villain because I, the Deviant one really ended up pretty just useless or inconsequential. Um, but uh, but the other thing too that it could have helped trim the fat is I think there was like too much exposition in this as well. Yeah, uh, because I mean the movie itself it opens with like a big kind of thing of text, and it's yeah. like okay I'll, I'll read this to. But then, like, in the movie, you also have characters explain to you exactly what I already just read in the text. Um, and they may explain it, like, once or twice as well. So it's kind of like, you know, pick one or the other. Um, yeah, there's a lot of kind of like, this is what the Celestials are, and this is the Eternals, and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Which, I don't know, felt like it was a little too dumbed down. It's like, just trust that I can, you know, read it and follow along. Mm-hmm. Um. I, yeah. Also, I guess the CGI you mentioned too. Like there were times where I could, you could kind of tell where they put more of the budget towards and where they didn't in mm-hmm. terms of CGI. Yeah. Because some things look pretty good, and then there was other spots where it's like, ooh, that like that really needs some polishing, or it could have been done better. Um, yeah. even just some ones with like Rickerus was kind of flying away, like it looked very kind of green screeny and weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was a bit bloated. I mean, you already have, I think, like, ten new characters in the Eternals. Um, yeah. And, I mean, and then the after credit scenes just set up, like, two or three more characters, and it's, like, it, it feels like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the cast, all in all, though, was pretty well casted, and they had good chemistry, but, but as a team, like, I, I still like like, the chemistry of, like, like the Guardians of the Galaxy, like, better, or even, like, the Avengers better than, than I like this team. Um, but maybe maybe that's just because those others are just done so well. Um, yeah. Yeah, there is... My biggest thing with the movie, though, which uh, I can't... It's hard to talk about without spoiling a bit, but it, I, I think this movie... It creates a pretty massive plot hole in relation to the Thanos snap. Yeah. Because um, these these Celestials, they're like, you know, they're the creators of the universe, like in the MCU, like like these gods. Um, and without spoiling too much, I mean, part of the Celestials' whole agenda, or their whole purpose for living involves um, increasing the population of intelligent lives on planets. Um, and, and that's literally their whole purpose. That's like why the Eternals are sent to planets. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet the Celestial didn't interfere at all when Thanos was going to eliminate half of all life, not just on earth, but in the whole world. So I just, I, it really doesn't make any sense why he would not interfere at all with Thanos' snap. And you can't tell me he doesn't know who Thanos was because, well, this is a spoiler, but we find out he has a family member who's very close to the celestials so yeah. yeah that that the kind of thing just kind of broke down for me it was like just, yeah yeah i will say though like, yeah. i've been dunking on like 
how long this movie is, but like I think once it gets into the third act, it does get a little more exciting and a little more like you're like, okay, now we're kind of working towards something a little more interesting than just the end eh of it all. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't want to spoil too much because there's a lot to, that you could spoil, but like I did feel like by the time we got to the third act, I'm like, okay, you're getting a little more interesting here. There's a little bit more going on. Yeah, the third act definitely picked up a lot more, and and there was some good twists in it too. Like, um, yeah, when they kind of reveal who the villain is. Like, I thought that was that was pretty well done. Um, yeah. Although, also too, when they're like, "How are we gonna? Like, we can't possibly face him alone." I'm like, "Why don't, why don't you call Shield? Call the Avengers? Like, you have help. You can." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we talked about this after we saw the movie, but like, legitimately, there's a point where. Like, there's this big, massive thing that happens, and, like, you would have think the Avengers would have seen this on the radar or something and come check it out. You're like, that's a little unbelievable that, like, nobody would think to check this thing out that seemingly is, like, pretty, pretty massive deal, but, oh well. Yeah, yeah, I thought about that as well, and I as, as much talking as they did that they did need to do, I thought a very easy fix to that would be uh, if the like if some character was when when everyone leaves and they're like, what are we gonna do? Someone could be like, hey, why don't we call Inter any name or like why don't we reach out to Inter any name? Uh, and then Angelina Jolie could be like, no, like this stays between us. Like we started this, we finished this, or anything like that. Just yeah. a quick throwaway yeah. of like why they're not reaching out for help because obviously. If you don't think you can win this and the world's at stake and you're fully aware of other characters because you mentioned them in the movie, mm-hmm. just a th- yeah. just one line. And then we're like, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. yeah. The best decision, yeah that's all it takes, really. That. That's all it takes. Yeah. And then no yeah. one's upset. Yeah. I was, that really bothered me. I'm like, why did they not just call in the Avengers? And I know that's a criticism for a lot of these Marvel movies, but it was so apparent in this one. I'm like... Uh, yeah, you would definitely have called the Avengers or they would have shown up or something, like... Yeah, or they would have shown up unasked, like, or yeah. have one character show up and, uh, yeah. well, I mean, I like mine better, but have one show up. Just yeah. one. Like, it looks like you guys need some help. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. hurt the movie. In fact, it makes it better. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't have to be, like, all the Avengers. Like, I don't know, maybe you have Anthony Mackie's Captain America show up and then he's just like... Yes! You guys need some help? Like, what? Are they like all in vacation? Like, what is happening? Yeah, literally anyone. They could have called. I would have loved a scene where they call the Avengers and they just go to the voicemail. They're like, I guess we're on our own. That would actually really that would have been yeah. That would have been very funny. Not ex- yeah. this, this movie wasn't very funny, but that would have like yes that because also that's another thing that I, I thought a lot, a lot of the humor in the movie fell flat. I was in a yeah. sold out theater and there was. A lot yeah. of the jokes they made didn't get a laugh. I don't yeah. think at our screening, Adam, anybody laughed. That's what I'm saying. I don't think there was mm-hmm. many laughs. No, no, all the humor was coming from the one Bollywood Bollywood character. I forget his name right now. Um, no, I don't know. He was pretty much male non non Johnny is the yeah. Real. Yeah, he had most but of the humor. He was most of them, and I mean, also some of the jokes too. I was kind of like. Wait, so does like does does DC Comics just like exist as a property within the MCU? Or, yeah, like, what, what the like, f- what is going on? Like, 
Batman jokes and Superman jokes, and yeah. I'm like, what is like, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah, maybe they're yeah. setting up that crossover, baby. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is how Henry Cavill shows up in the MCU. Uh, I'm, I, I feel like, like all jokes aside, that is eventually going to happen because Marvel is going to run out. Like people are going to experience fatigue. They're going to need a new trick. And yeah, yeah I think like Deadpool, for example, like someone who's kind of aware of everything would be perfect. Yeah. Anyway, that's I mean, a, Marvel versus DC would be pretty dope in live action. Yeah, yeah that'd be insane. Like, yeah. of course, it starts out with them fighting each other, and then they realize that we actually need, need to work together to kill someone else, but... And then it'll be, like, the dumbest shit possible. It'll be, like, Batman with, like, Thor's hammer and cap shield, and he'll be, like, I'm the greatest badass ever. And he'll be, like, uh, kill me now. <laughs> That's when I'll just... That, that'll be the moment I walk out of one of these movies. I'll just be, like, I'm fucking done mm-hmm. again. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking of the your idea of it going to voicemail. Uh, it'd be funny if it was old man Cap that picks it up. He's like, "What? Eternals? I'm not eternal." Little Chris Evans, yeah. Cool. Well, I think it's time to put. Oh, I would say Eternals out of the ministry. I will give the movie a relatively high score. I'm giving it a seven out of ten. I I did think. The third act got to be pretty enjoyable, but yeah, it's still a slog to get through, and some of that CGI is pretty rough for me. Um, Adam, where do you think of first score? I think I, you know I was I was debating it in my mind. I'm like I'm was between a six and a half and a seven, but I think I'm gonna go six and a half just because I will. I don't think this is a movie you need to rush out to theaters to to see on the big screen. Like I oh, think you God, could just no. wait to wait till it's on like, Disney Plus. Like, yeah, you could easily just stream it, and you're not missing out on, on anything. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am. I am really. I am pretty excited about that very last uh, end credit scene, though. Um, I think that's that's pretty cool. To, Which... to the Disney Plus series, it ties into. So, yeah, six and a half for me. I will say too. <sighs> did you hear who the voice was in that post credit scene? You know, because I, I, I thought it was, like, uh, thought it was guy with the eye patch, you know, but uh, apparently it's not, so. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it sounded a little bit like the guy that can walk outside. <laughs> I was like, oh, that could be anybody. <laughs> And that's all I'm going to say. It sounded a little bit like him. But I also thought it was Eyepatch. But now after I, like, I, I, I listened to it online again, and I was like, I think it's maybe the guy that can walk outside. Think, yeah, so that's interesting. I think it's supposed to be Mahershala yeah. Ali, basically. But Well, <laughs> way to ruin it. Oh, <laughs> right. <That's> a... <laughs> we were being so sneaky, and then you said that. Yeah. <laughs> That's out there. The, the director did confirm it in an interview. So, I oh, guess. Wow. Well, yeah. Everyone listening to this, be mad at him. I was saying the same thing, but a bit more coy. So, be I'm mad at him. The person who walks outside, what? That's like everybody. Could be anybody. Could be anybody. But who specifically that can walk outside? Listen, what I said made sense. If, oh, if, if Dave you know Walker. You know. Oh, okay. No, no, that makes sense. <laughs> I had no clue what you're talking about until now. Good. That's the point. <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. 
Way to yeah. go. <laughs> That's the point of my comment. Um, all right, I'll give it a five. Um, I, you know, they, Marvel has has made worse looking at you, Thor: Dark World, and Thor One, in my opinion. But um, oh boy, just so many bad things about this movie, and Marvel should be better at that at this by now. Yeah. Um, I will say that I like I talked to a female friend of mine that saw it, and she was really happy with a lot of the diversity and representation in the heroes. Um, so I, I'm not as sensitive to that at, at this point, just because, you know, I, I feel like make a, make a good movie and like cast differently and also make a good movie. But I, I'm not going to give you a pass because there's a racially and genderly diverse cast. Um, yeah. Five. Yeah. I don't think like, I think it's cool that there's different representation in this, but it doesn't necessarily default make it a good movie, so. Or mean that it's free from criticism. I hate that. Yeah. 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 So, five. Yeah. And then watch as the people come up and be like, how dare you not like this movie for the LGBTQ representation? And I'm like, what? What? It's like, hey, but how about that plot hole? Yeah. Hey, you're a racist. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, uh, Katie, you saw Spencer. How was Spencer? To Katie. Yeah. Hi. Oh, hey, Katie. Um, Spencer is this movie that's about Princess Diana. Um, it talks about the Christmas days before she finally leaves the prince i don't even know. prince charles is that his name yeah. don't know yeah. um <laughs> i don't care <laughs> um and then like the movie is set in the same place the entire movie it's just the palace like it i guess it like kind of shows the lack of freedom they give her or whatever um and I thought Kristen Stewart did a pretty good job. I I enjoyed it to a certain extent. I thought it dragged on for a bit. Like I got bored in this in the middle of the second half. I was like zoning out. And then when I went zoned back in, like I would still be able to understand what was going on. So I didn't miss anything at all in the time that I zoned out. Mm. Um, but I did think that this imagination of what had happened inside the palace um, was able to like make people feel more for Princess Diana, not that people don't already because everyone loves her. Um, but I liked it, even though at times it was boring and I, I think two hours was a bit too long. I like, I think a good, midpoint would be like an hour and a half or an hour and 45 because I was tired by the end of it and I didn't think that I got like there was not one singular scene that stood out to me the most but it was heartwarming the way that it ended so I would say that so I'd give it a score of 7 out of 10 Thanks. Cool. Um, let's see what's next. 
Ooh, Belfast. Belfast fucking rules. I was going to leave with that. Um, yeah. Uh, Belfast is directed by Kenneth Branagh. Stars Jamie Dornan. And I think going into the screening, I was like, not going to like this movie because... A, Kenneth Branagh's made a lot of bad movies lately. I'm looking at you, Artemis Fowl, in particular. Uh, and Jamie Dornan, equally. He's kind of just known for um, the Fifty Shades of Grey movies and not much else. So I was like, I, I didn't have a lot of faith in this movie, if I'm being completely honest. And um, as I was watching this movie, I like just became so enamored with this movie and just fell in love with it so much um and basically like the gist of the movie is that there's a young boy named buddy and buddy essentially he lives in belfast with his mother uh brother and grandparents and his dad goes off to work to pay off some bad back taxes and other stuff and along the way uh you know this takes place in 1969, so there is civil unrest in uh, Ireland and particularly in Belfast. And sort of as this civil unrest is going on, you have these people trying to like find their humanity and find their way of life amongst the civil unrest. And it kind of has a lot to speak on, like how do we how do we keep ourselves and how do we keep our identity amidst this civil unrest and how do we kind of keep in these tumultuous times how do we kind of keep our identities and how do we build meaningful relationships which i thought was a really great and inspiring message um the movie's just also like just very heartwarming uh in just a lot of different ways um you know buddy has a lot of great relationships with his family and like you easily throughout the, like the hour and a half runtime you get how important like the family is to him and how important buddy is to the family and to the community at large. Um, the thing is too, is just how they kind of set up a lot of different stuff and how you kind of build up to this moment of them ultimately deciding, like it's kind of a plot point throughout the movie. Like, do they want to stay in Belfast where everyone knows them? Everyone's like friends with them or do they move to a different country where people might not know them and people might not understand them, but they're going to be safer because it's not the civil unrest. And I, you know, it, the movie just kind of interjects all of this kind of like, I guess kind of like serious dramatic moments with just like these moments of brevity, these moments of like cute little moments between buddy and like this girl he likes in school or like buddy and his friends and whatnot. And, um, yeah, a lot of great uh, songs in this. Like the soundtracks, like one of the best soundtracks in a movie I've seen in a long time. And um, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, like really charmed by this movie. And I feel like all of the actors are definitely going to get awards this award season. I'd actually probably say this is probably like the contender for most awards so far. Uh, I think uh, Jamie Dornan does a great job. This is probably, I mean. Aside from the Fifty Shades of Grey movies, this is the only other thing I've seen him in. Uh, you know, he delivers a great performance. Uh, the mom, who's played by uh, Katerina Boff, um, she's also great. And, uh, yeah, I, I think just all in all, by and large, I just really enjoyed this movie. And I think, like, it's got a lot to say, but it also keeps its charm in its heart at uh, the core of it. 
And I think, like, no matter who you are, you can watch this movie and you'll walk away smiling. So I'm giving this 10 out of 10. I This is my favorite movie of the year so far. Uh, it's out next Friday. So check it out at your local theater. Adam had to dip out, so he ain't here. Oh, no. Now's our time to trash talk him. Just kidding. Um, let's talk about Big Mouth Season 5. It's the latest uh, our latest season of Big Mouth. If you've seen Big Mouth, you know what you're getting, which is... Uh, a lot of crass humor, a lot of dick and fart jokes, but it's got that usual big mouth charm. Uh, season five was good. It introduced um, these like new monsters that are focused on like hate and hating people. And I thought they did some interesting stuff with that. Um, there's also some really weird episodes in this. Like they get really meta. There's one that was like a Christmas episode and then everyone's puppets. That was weird. And then there's an appearance, there's a live action appearance of somebody in this that just made no sense. And I was like, did I like, did somebody slip something in my drip, in my drink? Because like, I was feeling like I was tripping out. So, um, Big Mouth season five, I'll give it an eight out of 10. I did really enjoy it. Okay. Let's take one last quick break and then we're going to come back and review or talk about pretty women for a movie club this week. Back in a bit. Hey, Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, a ghost. What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want almost any device. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on. In fact, why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash creatorinerds so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you cannot subscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? We're back. Uh, we had to drop Adam off at school, but, uh, you know, we're here. Uh, and yeah, don't forget our monthly-ish mailbag show, Three Ingrid Nerds After Hours. Uh, probably do one soon. I haven't done one in a while. And uh, let's talk about our movie club this week, which is Pretty Woman, starring Richard Gere and um, Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. It was actually, like, I think one of the earliest roles for Julia Roberts, actually. Like, I know she was in some TV stuff before, but, like, I think this was her major film debut. Um, and, like, I don't know. How could you not love her in this movie? I mean, Richard Gere, I guess, a little bit too, but, like, it's Julia's movie, more or less, right? 
Uh, yeah, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I was like looking it up. Yes, this was her breakout role. Nice. Um. Yeah. The reason I chose this movie is I don't know. I just I I really like this movie. It's just so charming and heartwarming and. I mean, nothing like the original script. Which did you have you ever heard of what the original script for this movie was like? Uh, wasn't she an actual like addict? Yeah, and like she doesn't end up with the guy at the end. No, no. Uh, her friend Kit is like a hardcore drug addict, and like, yeah, she ends up like taking the money and like going to Disneyland with Kit or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. It's not nearly as entertaining or heartwarming as it is. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. Spark, what did you think of Pretty Woman? I liked it. Um, I kind of forget, like, uh, well, one, I do forget, like, Richard Gere, like, was a, was a Stone Cold Fox, baby. Uh, I was, this movie came out when I was too young to really know anything and by the time I saw it I, I he wasn't really uh wasn't popping in these streets <laughs> the way he was no. at the time and if this is your first time watching the movie it's it's it, it's good to see people uh that you kind of view as older actors in their prime um and uh I never got the big fuss about Julia Roberts I mean g- good actress I really liked her in the Oceans movies and my 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 my, my best friend's wedding is that what it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in Chicago, baby, uh, and I think she was all right in one way. But anyway, uh, it was it was a good reminder. The part that I watched of like how charming and fun she can be, especially in the uh, like when they meet in the car scene, which is I don't know. I think you could give that scene to a lot of people, and it wouldn't pop the way it did because they're just two people talking about cars and introducing themselves. But it's mm-hmm. so fun and, and playful, and they definitely have chemistry and. I don't know. I, I I'm gushing a little bit because I, I forgot how good of a movie this is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it is very. It yeah. It's definitely a great movie. It's interesting on rewatch because um, I think like you, Kurt. I, I hadn't seen this in a while, so I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch it um, just to kind of refresh myself. But mm-hmm. it's it's interesting, almost how I don't want to call it progressive, but like it has progressive-ish ideas, especially coming yeah. back, like coming out in the '90s yeah. or yes. 1990. Uh, especially about like sex work and like the idea of consent and, and things like that. Cause I'm like, I was, there's like scenes in this where I'm like, Oh wow. They're, you know, she's got a lot of agency and you didn't really see that a lot back then. Well, straight up Stucky, like me too's her and then gets fucking clocked for it as he should. So yeah. Which is like, go, <laughs> go Richard gear for punching Jason Alexander, which apparently mm. the director's like, it'll look like he's beating up a dwarf, which I mean, it is pretty funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also liked in the beginning when um, the friend is like, we should get a, a pimp because this would be easier. And she's like, no, like men run our lives. They run our money. Oh, they, they Men run our money. They run our lives or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. And specifically in the position she's in, outside of being a, a woman in the 90s, I feel like that message, like that hard stance of like, we don't need no man. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> That's that's a sign of times to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, oh, especially being sex workers. Yeah. Uh, the movie's just like hilarious too. Like, there's just so many moments in this movie where I just like burst out laughing. Like, mm-hmm. 
I always like the moment where he has like the box, the jewelry box, and she's about to take the uh, necklace, and then he closes it, and she just burst out laughing. Like, um, yeah, yeah, she, yes, I love that scene. That's great. But if I remember correctly, like famously, that was unrehearsed. Yeah, that uh, was... like she didn't, she didn't know that he was gonna do that to her. No, that was actually gonna be in the blooper reel, but then they decided it was so great they kept it in as like an actual mm-hmm. shot, which is yeah, might as well. Yeah. Um, that is a very strong choice so that makes more sense that it was just a human reaction so I'm like mm-hmm. the thought of laughing because you're like startled mm-hmm. no yeah, yeah. It, is, it adds charm that the yes. movie probably couldn't have, have had uh, just written in I guess yeah Katie what did you think of this movie I thought it was cute I really like this scene where like after shopping she went back to the store that was rude to her and she was like you earned by commission your loss and then she just stormed out that was so big mistake big mistake classic line (laughs) from this movie yeah arguably the most famous yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah certainly referenced a lot in other shows and movies yeah oh and even i've probably been known for like if i've been at like a store and they kind of fuck something up. I'm like, you know what? Big mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this reminds me of the um, kind of like the montage of, of her shopping. I always loved the uh, was it the, the proprietor goes to Richard Gear and starts sucking up. He's like, no, don't suck up to me. Suck up to her. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just love that. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a movie that is like equal parts heartwarming and funny, but also dramatic at times too. Like mm-hmm. I think it balances all of that just so well. Like never does it feel totally off, even though I think it possibly could, just with how many different things it's trying to do. But mm-hmm. that's one thing I kind of appreciate about this movie. Like it never at any point feels like misguided in what it's trying to do. Yeah. Well, it is interesting, though, like you're talking about like the tonal part of it, because there are parts of this movie that go from like they're having a great time to like she's about to storm out or they're like mad at each other. And it works, which yeah. is kind of rare. You don't see that very often. Um, yeah. And I think it's partly because like these characters are believable. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're falling for each other, but they also know that there's like, you know, a huge gap between like their lives. Well, they also know too, like seven days, that's what they got, right? Like, mm-hmm. they kind of know the limit of their relationship. And, like, it's funny, I've seen this movie before, but even I'm like, near the end of seven days, I'm like, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Like, I've seen the movie before, but I, like, I get totally invested in, like, that, like, time period of where you're like, are they going to stay together? Like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Any other, any other thoughts on this movie? Uh, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. That's that. That's that. That that. Yeah. I I mean I can't think of a better recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. What are y'all thinking for a scoring? Ooh. Um, eight and a half, maybe nine, somewhere in that range. Okay. I'm gonna commit to the nine. Yeah, I'd give it a nine as well. It's just so heartwarming. Like, how could you not like this movie? I think the only thing that, like, maybe bogs it down is, like, the Stucky stuff is a little problematic. But they do address it relatively well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they show him to be a, just a sleaze. So Apparently, that's what got uh, him the role of George Costanza. Hmm. 
Which see that. makes sense. George Costanza is basically a, a more likable Stucky, basically. Yeah, a less successful Stucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, we didn't ask Katie. What, what she's gonna score it? Yeah. Oh, did Katie leave? She's she's speechless. She's... Hi. <laughs> I give it a score of nine out of ten. Nice. Love it. Awesome. Would you watch this movie really again, great. Katie? I would actually. Nice. Just cute and fun. I like it. Although the log line of this movie probably leaves a little much to be desired where it says, who knew it was so much fun to be a hooker? A little, a little problematic. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, our next week's movie club is this movie called Love Hard, which uh, sparked to us. It's on Netflix, so it's a new release, too. So we're all going to go through it together, good or bad, or in between. Who knows? I'm excited. Yeah. It's really about the journey and the friends we make along the way. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.